0: All right, so I need to do some uh, uh, a prologue here for this podcast because, well, quite frankly, the beginning of it's not going to make a whole lot of sense that if I edit it out, it will make even less sense. So Dylan and I recorded two Legends podcasts back-to-back, the first of which ...was a two-hour podcast about what was going wrong in the expanded universe from 2008 to 2014. And then we moved on to Disney canon and tried to do a parallel. Looking back on that episode, I really despise it. It was too long... It was way too negative, like more negative than I think we've ever been on a podcast before, in a very long time at least. And I also found that Dylan's audio was absolutely abysmal, just just awful. I tried to play with it. I mean, this was supposed to come out the end of January, and we're at the end of February. So I've been trying to work on this two-hour monstrosity for a month And it just doesn't sound good. So it's not getting released. That being said, this one will get released because I think the information is still really good. I do have to put a disclaimer that Dylan's audio is still utter garbage. But I think that the information being talked about in this is well worth your time. Um... There are major spoilers ahead for Star Wars material, but that should go without saying. On the Legends podcast, we do that quite a bit, and I just want to apologize. When I decide, hey, let's do two podcasts in one sitting, it always goes bad for at least one of those episodes. Uh, We talked about in this, uh, an episode one retrospective that never got released. That was actually worse than this because Dylan just stopped talking. But in here, um, well, this episode I think is one of the best informational episodes of the Legends podcast. Fortunately, it has the caveat of Dylan's audio is ungodly bad. Of course, this audio isn't good either, but this is an emergency uh, preference uh, pretense or whatever. All right, I'll stop talking. I hope you enjoy this episode. I think it's one of our best. Hello and welcome to the Legends podcast that isn't recorded right after the last Legends podcast. I'm Jeremy.
1: And I'm still going
0: through rolls. He just does this on a daily basis.
1: Only when I'm not in school.
0: He doesn't actually go to school. He goes to the school of rolling coins.
1: You know, remember the last time we we recorded two podcasts in the day? Then the second one was so terrible we never released it.
0: I like to not think about that, but I think this one is a better topic. You sound like you're actually going to try this time. You didn't try Um, last time at all.
1: Look... I've only got, i got like a two-hour window when I'm like, I'm good, and then I just like.
0: <laughs> we're well over that two-hour window, Dylan. Listen. This is a more positive topic than the last one, though, and that's what I'm banking on for your participation.
1: I do like my participation, um, ribbons. I am a millennial after all.
0: Dude, and I got the Perseverance Award in second grade, so we're off to a good start. My father
1: and I went to the father-son picnic once. We didn't win the blue ribbon, but we do have it in our possession.
0: I mean, I have the Paps Blue Ribbon on me, but no one can see that. God, I, I do not have enough beer to do this podcast. But, you know, it is what it is. So today we're going to be talking about... Last time it was... The f- sort of the creative bankruptcy of the EU, at the end, now we're talking early Disney, and that uh, bled well, into early Disney. Well, that that bled into all of Disney Star Wars. as of twenty twenty, early well, yeah. January of twenty twenty, this is where we're at. Post Rise of Skywalker, this is where we are. That's what we attempted to cover in a rambly nonsense podcast, but. uh, this time, mean like all of our podcasts, exactly. Um, this time, we're attempting to talk about what may could have or may still be for the expanded universe. It's going to be both what we think the direction of the books was heading, and where we think they're going to be when they continue the expanded universe. Which we've talked about a little bit with fan theories before. I know there's one thing, uh, there's one fan theory we're going to retread in this.
1: That was 100% intentionally teased last time. It wasn't just a thing that I came up with at the very end. <laughs> and that, that was all planned. These podcasts are actually scripted. Like, what Jeremy is about to say in response to this, we actually... Uh, we debated a lot in the writing session for this podcast, yeah. but I think it came out pretty well.
0: We had to bring in five writers and we fired them, just in, mm-hmm. just like um, Kathleen Kennedy does with directors.
1: Yeah, uh, then then we went into reshoots and it was a, it was a whole thing.
0: Yeah, we spent two months doing reshoots for <laughs> this podcast. For you. Ninety percent of the
1: podcast is actually um, used in reshoots, or however much it was for Rogue One. We
0: we actually fired oh, Rise of Skywalker. It was like they were filming the day it was due, um, theaters. We can't even. We can't even. You can't even make fun of Rogue One anymore for it uh, being reshoot. From all I've
1: heard, it's the best of the of the Disney movies.
0: That is sad.
1: <laughs> and that's the one I've
0: seen. Oh, that's right. You have seen that. It's funny what can- new canon stuff you've like been forced to ingest, and what stuff you haven't been forced to ingest. It's
1: it's, it's just it's literally just a rope one, uh, all of the Mandalorian, and the first two episodes of Rebels. That's all new canon I've actually consumed.
0: And I'm shocked you haven't been forced to watch Force Awakens. That seems like the one anyone would force someone to watch.
1: Now, I saw this scene where they got uh, off Jakku. That's the only part I've seen.
0: Oh, I had to. For- I forgot what Jakku was for a second there.
1: Also known as Desert Planet Number Seven, according to the Disney. Anyway, we we're talking about a Hispanic universe and where it was going.
0: Yeah, let's start with C3PO's storyline. So in New Jedi Order, it's hinted that C... Well, it's kind of blatant that C-3PO is afraid of death.
1: And, they go- and it just came up... It came up in um, one of the um, Enemy Lines, the Enemy Lines duology, one of the two uh, Aaron Allston books that came out after... Um, it was after Dark Journey and then um, Star by Star, so three books after Star by Star. And it's kind of like... I honestly think all this talk that we've done of it is actually playing up what the scene was, because it really just was one scene. Mm -hmm.
0: But it's like, I love this scene. I really do. I really love this scene, and it's just uh, a—he's watching sparks fall down, and he's like contemplating life, like his life specifically, and the memory wipes he's had. And that he doesn't remember certain things because he, he doesn't have them anymore.
1: And knowing that the Vong are very anti machine and are like always destroying that, and like what happens if he fought, He goes. And uh, the theory is that there's a character in Legacy 2, a, a robot, an um, assassin droid,
0: an IG model. Yeah.
1: An IG model that is extremely docile and like articulate for an assassin droid, mm-hmm. and for some reason uh, owes a, essentially a life debt to Anya Solo and is like her protector. And the theory is that that protocol, that, uh, that IG droid, is actually C3PO.
0: And I, I think that if Legacy 2 had been continued, that would have been Probably the case because let's look at legacy. The first legacy comic series, R two D two is in there, but there's no C three PO. Which, to be honest, R two D two really doesn't do anything in those. So it felt that was that was something that I always It was pure fan service. It was shoehorned in, and it's the only time I can think of in legacy, the first legacy comic series where. That was super, like, it was blatant fan service. Whereas, like, Luke's stuff in there was like necessary, it made sense. Um, I mean, you could argue that when Cade has that drug trip and he there's Mara Jade and uh, Anakin and Vader, that that was fan service too,
1: yeah. But, or even, yeah, I'm sure you see that one, but at least all the loot cameos this Force Ghost, they actually serve a purpose.
0: Yeah, and, and Krukruk also, of course, serves a purpose in that, too. And he's in the
1: Triumvirate.
0: Yeah. Kukruk's yeah. awesome. I, people seem to, like, not talk about Kukruk enough. He's hes cool. He survived Grievous by pretending to be dead with the Force. <laughs>
1: so well that the clones also thought he was dead
0: everyone thought he was dead in fact he lost his lightsaber and Grievous thought he was dead in Revenge of the Sith I forgot to mention this when we were talking about what what we were reading is one of the lightsabers he carries around as a trophy in the novel is Kukrook's. yeah and he
1: he says it's his favorite of them Mm
0: -hmm. that was that was awesome um Yeah, uh, the C-3PO1, we've talked about this before, because this is one of my favorite fan theories, and I think that it, because it's highly, highly plausible that that was what was going to happen. And to me, it's more clever than the R2-D2 and Legacy 1. It's weird to call it Legacy 1. So I guess guess to start this off,
1: heavy spoilers, by the way, because we have to get into the things that happen,
0: Yes, Yes, you're forewarned. And Dylan's going to carry this one for a while.
1: So what was the state of the galaxy at Crucible? Because this is where the branching-off point of where we have to go, because that was the last novel in the timeline.
0: Which is a nothing novel, by the way, everyone. So before you think, oh, Crucible is the grand conclusion to the EU, no, it's not, and that's... That's one of the things that spawned this podcast is that's frustrating to us because it's just, it's a nothing book.
1: It isn't a nothing book. It's a fine adventure. It's just an end. It literally ends with all the characters in a cantina and they're like, and like the big three are like, yeah, we're done. We're retired. New generation. You got to carry the torch. And the new generation's like, all right, let's do it. And that that's how the Eve ends.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, then it fast-forwards to legacy comics. Right. But but that's how the the, our, the main, as Matt Wilkins would call it, the main story ends. So there's two major
1: things that happen in Fate of the Jedi. Not, um, the two main antagonists, basically, neither of which are permanently taken out. The Lost Tribe, they lost pretty much all the High Council, but there's still a fair number of them out there, and they don't know where their home planet uh, got I believe it is. So that's one part of the mission. There's an ongoing war between Luke's Jedi Order and Vax. The other one is Abeloth. They've defeated Abeloth temporarily, but they haven't actually killed her. They need the Dagger of Mortis in order to do that. So there's an ending scene in Actually, the ending scene is at the wedding, uh, right before the wedding of um, Fate of the Jedi with um, Jag and Jaina, uh, Luke sends 12 of his best knights out in stealth exit to find the dagger of Mortis so that they can finally kill Abelov. Yes. And... There are other more minor things, like um,
0: at the end of
1: Fate of the Jedi, uh, Jag essentially, Jag, Jag essentially sets up an election for the next ruler of the, um, the Empire and purposely rigs it so that both he and, and Dalva, who is the other one, lose it. So it goes to the third um, place guy who, I forget his name, it's been a while since I've read down, Fate of the Jedi. And then at Crucible... Jag is actually at the Luke's Academy on Ossus and is helping train. So another plot point is, how does Jag get back into the Empire and on the throne that we don't know?
0: Yes, because the Fells are a dynasty and legacy.
1: Since the first Fell, Jag, which was explicitly mentioned by Rome Fell.
0: We also have the one true Sith has a sleeper agent in the in Luke's Jedi Order and that's established in Riptide. Uh, yes, that's established in Riptide. And is not brought up in a potentially it's alluded to I think
1: I think he's definitely a sleeper agent. Mm-hmm. It's kinda of looked ambiguous, but uh, I don't think they would have mentioned it if they weren't gonna do something with it. Mm-hmm. It, from, it's kind of like the, uh, at the end of, um, it's very reminiscent of the ending of, um, uh, uh the Bane trilogy, when, like, Zahn is like, I defeated Bane, but then her left hand keeps clenching.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a whole nother thing we could talk about in a bit, which is the the state of the Old Republic. But, uh, yeah, post-Jedi, um, there's a lot of... we got to get from point A to point B sort of things. And there's also ideas that are that were, the authors have talked about or have alluded to specifically. Um, I know Matt has talked about um, Christy Golden uh, leading to a hot gang war. That would have been... Or, in, what's that?
1: Well, it's more because... Um, the Huts have a um, have a pseudo slave force in the Klaswinians, mm-hmm. and something happens to interrupt that, and um, they show up with this huge fleet in order to stop that. And it's kind of a weird thing because at the end of New Jedi Order, the Huts were completely gutted and had just about nothing, mm-hmm. and then here they are after two now major wars, and they have a fleet again. Where did that fleet come from? Why do they have it?
0: Also, Troy Denning was talking about an Anzadi-Chiss war, Mm -hmm. which is fascinating in and of itself. Two of the best uh, Star Wars uh, races ever.
1: Yeah, and I have some weird things about that because I don't think we've ever seen Anzadi as, like, an organized force. It's just been, like... From all the times I've seen Inzati, it's been like one or two. And if it's more than one, they're usually related somehow.
0: Um, I would highly recommend reading the Republic comics. There is some organization of Inzati in that. Uh, Mainly with Quinlan Vos' story. Okay. And I will not spoil that for you. because um, that's what I actually found out of what Inzati War was through the Republic comics I didn't realize that there's one actually in the cantina in the original Star Wars until years later um,
1: uh, his, uh, his um, four sense of jar must have been off because
0: uh,
1: Obi-Wan was right there
0: mm-hmm. um, but yeah uh, the old Republic was also in a state of mess by the, uh, I don't want to say... Mess isn't a good term, but there was a there was a lot of holes in the Old Republic timeline that needed... To I be think done. that's
1: mainly to do because of Swator, which unfortunately I haven't played Swator, so I don't know how many of these um, fixes have been addressed. But there is the thing of Vitiate may not be dead for good.
0: And also... Malgus is back in the last um, expansion.
1: Yes. When he um, was dead by the time of Fatal Alliance, I believe it was. He was mentioned as being dead.
0: Um, He's mentioned dead in Annihilation. Annihilation. Yeah, because it's his apprentice who has the Ascendant Spear. And the, the Sith Council doesn't trust her. I mean, they don't trust any of their each other, but they really don't want her. That's like a driving force for the Sith and annihilation. But we needed, um, there needed to be more closure with that storyline as a whole. It just needs to be done. They need to, they need to end Old Republic. Just the storyline itself. I know they really, they really need to
1: bridge it between that ends as bad as it was. They need a bridge between Old Republic to Knight Errant era and from Knight Errant era to Lord Khan era. Yes. We need bridges for. Because those are. Like the Sith is. Goes from. Becomes radically different in those times. Mm-hmm. From like Old Republic to Swator era where it's an organized body. And then like by Knight Errant it's almost like. It's almost like the Imperial Remnant with like different Sith lords. Yeah, after all. Technically on the same side, but they're like almost regional warlords and like mm-hmm. dictators. Yes. And then by the uh, Brotherhood of Darkness, there's like civic quality and uh, and all that. Yes.
0: So how
1: we got from one to the to the next to the next? Um, which I'm honestly not sure how they're going to do. I don't yeah, know
0: he... but I mean, it's Drew Carpishan, and Drew Carpishan is if anyone's going to do it, it's him. So I I honestly out of everything we've just talked about I have the most faith, faith that that will be solved first because they're already actively doing stuff with that mm-hmm. Also a certain someone who uh is rude to our us fans on um Twitter was not credited in the story group in the last expansion of um the old republic Mm -hmm. which is uh, kind of nice it's interesting it is Uh, I remember Brian when that dropped and Brian had played through all of it he and I had a great long discussion about that which is a a good sign we don't need uh, him involved in things anymore at least not for the EU And I know the, uh,
1: before we get called out and not talking about this, the major Old Republic one actually isn't even even Old Republic, but anyway, it would be Zana de Tenebris, the line of the Sith Lords.
0: Yeah. And uh, honestly, it seems like I've done some research on that. It seems like there is an outline of who takes over for what.
1: Uh, because it's, it's 30 Sith Lords from Bane to Plagueis, I believe. Yes. And, uh, and through passing mention, I, I want to say we know like uh, maybe a third of them at the most.
0: Yes. I mean, Cogniz, I'm pretty sure is still considered to be Zana's uh, apprentice. Yeah, it goes
1: Cognus, then Millennial, and then Millennial had one as well, uh, then it's like a, a, a gap until uh, the one that screwed everything up. And then his apprentice, and then it's another gap, and then ten versus apprentice. Sorry, ten versus master, who I believe was also a bit.
0: Yes, yes, because no, there's a lot a twi- of the, yeah,
1: what, what was that? Ten, sorry, ten versus master was a. There was a Twilight who was ten versus master. Then it's ten versus Plagueis uh, Palpatine.
0: But don't forget, Venomous was also in there. Who was all? Uh, who was a? Uh, I don't know if he counts. Uh, Because he never took them... The mantle as Dark Lord? Yeah. He was trained to be uh, Plagueis' replacement. I mean,
1: Count Dooku was also... Not to be... Was also trained to be an apprentice um, to the Master, but he's definitely not part of the line. Uh, I wouldn't count... I wouldn't count failed apprentices as part of the lineage, personally.
0: Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, and then that that, di- that uh, dynasty ends with uh, Vader. I mean, do you count Vader as a failed apprentice, then?
1: I think so. Because the, the whole thing with the Bane Order was the apprentice to take on the master. So unless you did that, you weren't part of the lineage.
0: But I mean, he does. Throws Palpatine down. Well, I mean, he does it as a redemption, but I mean, he... He He doesn't do it to... uh, But then uh, again, Palpatine doesn't die in either canon at this point from that, so... And he doesn't die
1: in the same way, I hear.
0: Uh, Let's not talk about that movie.
1: Oh, man. I don't know. They really really did cash in that creative freedom they wanted so bad, didn't they?
0: What else needed to be wrapped? I mean, Dawn of the Jedi also needed a wrap-up. Because,
1: well, I guess we can get into theories, because I'm almost almost certain on where Dawn of the Jedi was
0: going. Oh, I'm I'm almost certain of it, too. Because, I mean, we know... The the thing with a lot of these things that are, are left open is because Star Wars is such a vast timeline, we know... Kind of the outcomes of things already, because mm-hmm. we know that the the Rakatan are dying, and that they'll be dead by the time of Kotor because their uh, but their technology is left behind. The Star Forge is found in Kotor by Revan and Malak. Mm-hmm. So
1: we we also know that um, it that in um. Sixteen thousand years, there'll be what's called the second great schism in the Force mm-hmm. between uh, light and dark. And then we also know that at the end of the war, the way they won the war was by using the Force savers, which required using the dark side of the Force. Mm-hmm. And the Jedi were very much about balance. The Jedi, I should say, were very much about balance between the two sides.
0: And we also, see-
1: in the battle, were lamenting the fact of what the dark side was doing. To their comrades
0: and we also know that the vong are somehow involved in this at some point
1: it's very possible that actually hold on was the first great schism actually um upon?
0: not really I think there there's backstory of a war that happened before Into the Void that is pretty fresh to that part of the galaxy. Uh, but I don't know if that was the first Great Schism. I forgot that the second Schism, Great Schism, wasn't the first Great Schism. So, there you go. I'm not a true Star Wars fan, Dylan. I'm so sorry. Shame on me for things that I read like 10 years ago. God, Dawn of the Jedi is like 10 years old, right?
1: Uh, The first race schism was Zendor and all
0: that. Okay. I forgot that was a thing. And the Legions of
1: Let's Out. Okay.
0: But I mean, like, there's also stuff with Dawn of the Jedi you could expand upon before the events of the stuff that was already recorded in the novel and the comics like like the ward that is referenced in uh, into the void like we didn't get anything from that and I Tim Levin might have expanded upon that of course there was I think there was plans for a trilogy I think that's what everyone has said for into the void um so, there is that. That would be fun. I mean, I'd probably be the only one who would enjoy that, but, you know, I'd like it. Because Into the Void is not a bad book. I'm glad that Dylan's ignoring me. It's a, it's a good sign. No,
1: I'm looking to see uh, where in the timeline the first great season happens.
0: But Yeah, um... Dawn of the Jedi is one of those eras that it had some of the best potential of any era. That just, there wasn't time before the buyout to really expand upon it. It had some schlock going on. There's stuff that isn't great about it, but overall, I think it's a good era that just was underexplored. Uh, and I would love when they continue the EU, more Dawn of the Jedi stories. But, um... Bless you. Anyway, uh, another... Another... Basically, what it comes down to at this point, those are, like, the big areas of, um... Missing time. I mean, of course, there is what happens after Legacy 2, which we touched on briefly, because there's a lot of questions there. But, I mean, that's just continuing the story. That's not necessarily a whole. That's just a continuation um, there are, there were a lot of novels that either got shelved were lost or just plain cancelled that I think we should talk about Dylan mm-hmm. which uh, I mean the first would be Karen Travis's sequel to 501st which will never be by Karen Travis I can almost guarantee that
1: I'm sorry. I, I'm, I found the timeline. Yeah, the uh, the legions of blood happened after the uh, the events of, of Force War, then or not the uh, Dawn of the Jedi um, Force Wars. Then there was the actual Force War Wars, which was the schism, but that wasn't really the first Great Schism. Well, and then the Rakatan Civil War, and. Uh, hmm, yeah. See, it was leading up to the first great schism, but that happened a bit later. Okay. Anyway. anyway.
0: Huh. So, Karen Travis, we, we talked about this last podcast. We did. Um, but, uh, and we know, we know s- kind of the outcome of it, and She's said what she planned for it, which I kind of have a hard time believing. I think she just wanted to piss people off with the like what she planned, what she said she planned on her blog. Uh, if you haven't read that, go check it out and be disappointed.
1: And it's it's all right, I guess.
0: I mean, what I would have liked is to bring in. Uh, Clone characters from the Republic comics into Karen Travis's story because I think if 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 all things that hadn't happened with Dave Filoni, I think she just wrote the clones really well and would have been interesting to see like Commander Cody and Mm -hmm. um, Alpha from the the comics. Find out what happened to him because he got. If you've read, have you read Obsession, Dylan? I have he it was I remember being really upset when he was like horribly injured at the end but it made sense cuz he was in Revenge of the Sith and just like those clone characters and like give them a an end you know Maybe Foeo as
1: well from the micro series
0: Yeah just like we need to figure out what happens also um the gradual change between being a, a full FET clone army and then getting, becoming the stormtroopers we know from the original trilogy. Although yeah, it is a, talked about in Battlefront 2, the game, that's secondary canon. And
1: so, where they would have, um, how they would have felt about the Camino Umbrella, because they don't like the Empire. Um, by um, Imperial Commando, they do not like the Empire, and they do not like the Caminoans but how they would have felt about the Comedians thinking that they were being taken advantage of and using their own clones. Like, what side of that conflict would they have would they have sided with? Because they would have known about it mm-hmm. as it was happening. Because uh, Jang and, and Muriel had been like slicing in um, to Imperial um, records. They would have known about it happening and how they would have felt about clones and Kaminoans that didn't want to be part of the Empire
0: anymore. And then fighting other clones. But w- what... Karen Travis's weird thing... Can we talk about Order 66 and her stand yeah. with the 501st? Let's, since this is a spoiler podcast for every storyline ever. Um, <laughs> it's hinted at in Order 66 that the 501st was not bred on Kamino?
1: Yeah, they were possibly... Um... I think they were using spartan cloning. I think it was spartan cloning. I can't remember if they explicitly said spartan cloning, but they were growing the clones in under a year, and I can't think of another method that does it in that quickly.
0: Which that is a weird concept to think about. If it's even fast, faster growing clones, that's weird. Well, it does touch upon it that um, mm-hmm. one of um.
1: So the squad gets broken up, and only two members of uh, Omega's Squad are left in um, in Imperial service. Mm-hmm. So they first they replace they uh, they merged their squad with another original commando squad that was down to two members to make them a full squad of four. But they were from a different cap, they were from a different um, sergeants. So there was kind of some beef.
0: Well, I, I mean, then, like that—that's just a retread of hard contact.
1: Well, it is, but it doesn't last long because one of them dies in like their first mission together, and they kind of lament the fact that they didn't get, say, um, to really bond with them, and they replace him with one of the quick um, Sparty clones. Oh. And it's and it's kind of a thing of they don't they're like kind of judging like okay how good is this guy really and and to them like he actually picks up things faster than they do, and then the other one. The other one of the originals uh, from like the other squad that like lost his partner, the only member left from his squad, he ends up killing himself, uh, shooting himself in a um, in the barracks, and that's Jeez. the whole thing.
0: Christ, Karen Travis, why why you gotta hit me with these lows? Why you gotta hit me with the feels? Uh,
1: because again, it's like they were real standoffish, and they're like, "Oh man, we never." Uh, uh, we never really bonded with him,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: And it was, um, gosh, I, I hate them. I'm, I'm not gonna spoil it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On oh, the spoiler podcast, I mean, I've done it a few times. You know what? You know, this
1: is why this is this is what I'm talking about. with, Like Karen Travis is so infuriating because she does stupid stuff. Like let's have let's have a Jedi who like. Let's have a Jedi fall in love with a clone whose first interaction with this clone is, I sense the presence of a child.
0: Yeah, so nasty. When she herself acts like a child, and I didn't realize she was a consenting adult, in hard contact. So uh, God, Ah, uh, uh, hate that. Why why does she gotta do this to us, Dylan?
1: Why does she? Why does she have to be so great at writing and so terrible at it at the same time?
0: Why does it have to read like fanfic? That's what I don't understand. Well, that's Karen Travis for you.
1: Yep. It's just you get you you get
0: you get what you get. I just realized we're gonna to have to talk about something I don't like talking about, but we have to yep. we have to talk about it because well, we have to talk about two things that need to be bridged, on account of, and there are two things that you know I hate and that you don't particularly like. At least one of them you hate. We gotta talk about what happens to Ahsoka first of all, in the EU.
1: Order 66, she dies.
0: But, like, we need to have the explanation of was she Anakin's apprentice or not? And to me, here's what I want to say about Ahsoka and my ideas of how to, like, fix this. If I was to ever write something about Ahsoka, and that would be that it was Holonet propaganda that she was his apprentice... And that something had happened, and she had lost her master, and he helped her for a little while, but then was never really her master. And that, But she also left the Jedi Order, and then Vader kills her. Or maybe that actually... What's that?
1: So, that actually fixes a problem with the whole, just get rid of Ahsoka entirely theory mm-hmm. thing. Because... Um... The only requirement to becoming a Jedi Master is having trained a Padawan to to knighthood. Yes. That's why it makes sense for Anakin to believe that he would be made a Master in Mm -hmm. Revenge of the Sith. Because if he didn't have that prerequisite of I've never trained an apprentice, then why is he surprised when they don't give him the rank? Mm -hmm. So he needs to at some point have... Had an arguable case for, well, you did have an apprentice. Mm -hmm. So that's why the Ah Ahsoka, unfortunately, is an answer to that, like, retcon, or um, answer to that issue. The only problem is you have to deal with Ahsoka. Well, my idea. Oh, go on. My idea was if you're going to completely retcon Ahsoka out of it, the in universe holodrama, make that of she was a fictitious character for that holodrama.
0: My thing with Ahsoka, though, is I like her in No Prisoners a lot. And honestly, she has the best parts of stealth and siege.
1: But yours makes a lot more sense. That she would have just been an an apprentice that's partnered with Anakin for a time. And he sort of mentored, but but was never official master and then left the order somehow. Because... This, or was killed.
0: This was something that happened in the Republic Comics where Padawans lost lose their masters, they need a new master to train them. So this wasn't an uncommon thing in the Clone War. We've seen it before. And that he trained her and then he said no to completing her training. Mm-hmm.
1: Um Or I'm not master, um, I'm not gonna be your gonna take you on as an apprentice. Mm-hmm.
0: That I'm not ready for this, or something, or she does something almost irredeemable, and she is banished from the order. Because I don't like the whole Beresofy thing. Um, we've not talked. I don't think we've talked about this part of the Clone Wars show at all. With uh, but it's
1: completely contradict. It's completely contradicted to her character hmm. in the MedStar duology, and it not only- it contradicts the EU because the EU shows her dying in Order sixty six. Yes. On the front line she's blind he's taken out by an att under her command
0: yeah so it, it never it that never made sense to me that and that makes sense as
1: imperial propaganda of undermining this the hero of um uh um uh, what was the planet in um med med star i don't but, I, Oh look at how bad the Jedi were! They were causing terrorist attacks during the uh, during the war. Uh-huh. That makes complete sense that prop, that Compner would change that history
0: mm-hmm. for their purposes. Yeah, man, the Clone Wars, but, uh, but yeah, no, I honestly, you know what else? Would, another way that Ahsoka would be a cool character: Ahsoka as an Inquisitor. Hmm. Like, have her teaming up with Jarek and his Dark Jedi at some point. Like, early on in Jarek's quest for the Valley of the Jedi. But maybe she has, like, a power struggle and then is ends up... I, I think the best way to deal with Ahsoka and her not being involved with Luke or any sort of thing like that in the EU would be that Vader kills her. It's... the yeah, trick she's, is... gotta,
1: she's gotta die sometime before Luke comes into the Order. Because you can't, like... You can't crook her because she would be in her eighties by the time. No, she would be. Um, sorry, she would be in her nineties at the time, which Kagura only lived for eighty years.
0: Yes, and she just needs. There needs to be something dignified that does happen. With she needs to have like the ultimate character like arc or something for the EU. That isn't controlled by Dave Filoni. Because he would never do that. He would never make Ahsoka a bad guy. It's the strangest thing. His obsession with that character. Just that character. Um, I mean, there were other Clone Wars characters that were going to get a definitive end. Cad Bane was supposed to be killed in Clone Wars by Boba Fett. Which... (laughs) Eh, neither here nor there. Cad Bane's not a bad character, but what they did with Cad Bane was dumb. You also gotta
1: rewrite all the Boba Fett stuff they did.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I I believe that... I believe all the stuff with Boba Fett they did contradicts with the young adult Boba Fett books.
0: Yes, it does, especially the later books. Um, why is he teaming up with Aura Singh again when she screwed him over? That's annoying. Um plus by then if you scrunch that part of the timeline down he would have been in hiding for the majority of the Clone Wars so that doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense and he goes right, which, is, which is what
1: he's doing in the Republic Commando novels because mm-hmm. they don't because they need Boba Fett to be the Mandalore because Jango was the last Mandalore and he died so they need a new man, and it made sense oh we'll have his son Boba do it but they couldn't find Boba and they wanted to use a clone trooper or have the clone trooper pretend to be Boba <laughs> Yeah.
0: So that we just need we need some bridges over certain things. The other the other I'm gonna call it more of a band aid than a bridge because it is a stupid thing brought up by a stupid video game called Force Unleashed Two, where Vader is captured in the end, and we have to explain how Vader escapes and how S- Starkiller's clone is killed.
1: Uh, and how Rancode is killed.
0: And how Juno is killed. Cause, and Proxy's got to be destroyed, too. They All those characters have got to go away. Mm-hmm. So, we know that Boba Fett is in hot pursuit of them at the end of Force Unleashed, too. That's how it ends. So, I have a feeling that Boba Fett kill, uh, uh, bombards their their transport, and probably Juno is killed in the process. Maybe Proxy's destroyed. Starkiller goes out with revenge, and Vader teams up with him to manipulate him to the dark side, and convinces Starkiller... Well, he's not even going by Starkiller, he's going by Galen Malik. That's mm-hmm. his name? Yeah. The clone. He's He probably kills uh, Coda, Like, actually kills Coda. And then he realizes the error is ways, and then Vader kills him. To prove to Sidious that he's loyal. Because that was always. That was another thing about Force Unleashed I didn't like is how Sidious kind of just brushes that under the table that Vader did that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just. I know it's the way of the Sith, but like there would be there should be more ramifications for that if if Palpatine is fully controlling Vader like it seems like in most EU material. Like sure Vader's going to have those tendencies, but there has to be repercussions for those actions.
1: Yeah. Aside from just the fact of I I can just force light you at any time and kill you.
0: Yeah, um, also with it also needs to it would if you do that and you you have like Vader do this thing for Force and Luke three, it makes Shadows of the Empire even more impactful that Vader suddenly has hope that he can kill the Emperor with the help of Luke. Like now, I mean he tried it before, but now it's different because this time it's his son and his son is so powerful. And his son has given him. You've never read Shadows of the Empire, but it, mm-hmm. Vader describes his duel with Luke in that in the best way possible. That it is it is the most he has been pushed in like in a decade. Because there's there's no Jedi left for him to kill at this point, or what Jedi are left are in hiding. Like he he has grown bored, and when he fought Luke on Bespin, it was one of the, it was. The best, in his twisted mind, it was one of the best experiences he'd had in years. And that now he has the hope he has with Luke, he can take the mantle of Dark Lord of the Sith, and Luke will be his apprentice, and together they could kill Palpatine. Those are the two. Plus, someone would want a Force Unleashed 3 video game, which I don't think I'd play, to be honest.
1: I mean, that's, like, probably the way that they're going to have to fix all this.
0: I mean, how are they going to have Starkiller carry three lightsabers? You know what he would use? Because, you know, Force Unleashed 2, because it's number two, they had two lightsabers, which was a stupid idea. Made the game way too easy. Um, he carries one single-bladed lightsaber, Dylan, uh, Dylan and a double-bladed lightsaber. That's what he does, because that would make sense. That's some stupid video game bullshit right there, but I know they would have done it.
1: Well, uh... Uh, Satoru did that in the,
0: um... I know, and I I hate it. It's stupid. It's stupid on so many levels. How do you not get cut in half? I'm just saying. I remember when I first saw that trailer, I said, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And then I saw the the uh, sacking of Coruscant that Malak, uh, not Malak, Malgus led, and then there was all the, the thousands of Siths and thousands of Jedi's, and I said that was the that was dumber.
1: Uh, come on, that was the best trailer.
0: That was the dumbest trailer. That is exactly why people think Star Wars is stupid. Well, now it's Rise of Skywalker is why people think Star Wars is stupid, but like. That is the definition of fan service and dumb fan service at that. I mean, you had a hot Twi'lek in there with, a, with a, a nice. Um, it's it's Star
1: Wars. There's it, the hot Twi'leks grow on trees.
0: I know, but you had that and a thousand Siths and Jedi's fighting each other, and a Mandalorian lighting people on fire. Mm-hmm. It, it was pure fan service. It's so stupid. It was so stupid that Paul S. Kemp barely paid attention to it. It, it has been and deceived.
1: I mean, he wrote the first few chapters after it.
0: Yeah, but I mean he doesn't dwell on ooh, the the fan part of it. He gets to the point. <laughs> yeah, the Mandalorian is barely in it. I know. <laughs> it's just like he sees her at a quarter
1: of the and is like, I hope he does her job and then like She's not she, like, even shows up like once in the
0: battle. I know she's named. She has a name in Star Wars because everyone has a name, but she is not named in that book. It is really funny to me. Uh,
1: her name is uh, something Visla, because of course it is.
0: Yeah. Because we we can't be creative in Star Wars sometimes.
1: Not like. Not like any, like,
0: why does that be this (laughs) low? Because it's a name that fans know. Why not? It's,
1: it's the old Republic. It's the, the unofficial official sequel of KOTOR. If you're going to do the hearts, if you're going to like do the nostalgia,
0: why not have her be an Ordo? I don't know. I don't know. I don't because Ordo's good. I guess good enough. I don't know. Vissla's meant it's like bad. Vissla's the death one. Is
1: it is it the same Vissla in um uh, in TCW and uh, open seasons? Or is it a different? Is it a different
0: Visla? You know, I've never paid enough attention. I think it—it it probably is a different Visla. That's a the head of Death Watch.
1: Yeah,
0: he's he gets killed in open seasons, at the end. He gets eaten by wol- by space wolves after Django rips his the cuts his stomach so his guts can fall out, but they could so what a Lucas uh, Lucasfilm or, or Dark Horse is like. Probably Lucasfilm, because Dark Horse put some nasty crap out there. So Lucasfilm said, yeah, you can't let his entrails spill out on the ground. You could just show like a bunch of blood come out, but you cannot have uh, Garth Ennis-esque entrails just falling out of this dude that Django just gutted. It's a different
1: Vizsla. It's Tor Visla and pre um, previsla.
0: Yeah, I don't even think they're part of the same. They might be the same Vistula family because Zayfaloti is not. Um, is a hack. But, um. I don't know. Tor Vizsla, yeah, he got. he got wrecked by Django. Can we just take a minute and say that at the ending of Open Seasons, that issue four is just incredible with that fight they have?
1: The two of them,
0: yeah. yeah, by the river. And even when Jango's poisoned, he still guts a dude. Also, there's a. It, I just realized an inconsistency between open. Another inconsistency between open seasons and uh, the Clone Wars. Hmm. How come in Open Seasons Death Watch has the the Death Watch armor, but in um. In the Clone Wars, they have, like, the stereotypical Mando armor.
1: Because uh, that's not actually Death Watch. And it's not actually Mandalore.
0: <laughs> I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way. Literally, the only way to... Is, like, none of that happened. Yeah. It's... That's all... That's all just Compnor making, making shit up. That's, that's the only way.
0: Oh, I just realized something, Dylan. Hmm. There there probably needs to be a bridge between Darth Maul's son, Dathomir, and um, Visionaries, with his uh, confrontation with Obi-Wan on Tatooine. But is Visionaries actually... Isn't Visionaries infinities? Not all of it. So A lot of it's canon.
1: Darth Maul's dead.
0: I know. I mean, Revenge of the Sith, it's like, Obi-Wan's like, I killed that guy... Uh, uh, on Naboo. mm mm-hmm. God. More CompNor. More nonsense. Aren't they the one in the same... But let's go, let's go
1: into that, because I don't know if we've officially stated how that retcon best works I, with the CompNor propaganda. You go so, into it, Dylan. So it goes that at the time of the Clone Wars... At the time of the Empire, Kompnor was going through the history of the Clone Wars and doctoring it up, which is how the major inconsistencies with the timeline, the events, what Jedi were where, and what Jedi were dead and what were not, happens. Mm-hmm. So that's how a majority of the contradictions as opposed in the Clone Wars happened. Now, the Clone Wars itself would therefore... Because of the fact that each episode and starts with like an opening narration like it's a war reel, mm-hmm. would have been in universe propaganda based off of those altered doc doc documents. The fact of things that like the Jedi are are being like praised and like um, shown as heroes, that's not Kopnor's doing. That's whoever made the doc in universe holodrama is doing. The stuff with because it has the stuff of mortis which would only have been common knowledge if it happened after the events of fate of the Jedi means that it was some legacy era, which again, further um, confirms uh, why it would be so backwards because by then almost anyone who would have fought in the clone wars or had memories of the clone wars would have been dead or too old to, um, uh, contradict what has happened yeah yeah. And you, you basically take you basically take the clone works. because um, there's a famous um, example of this uh, with um,
0: uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Oh, so there's a very famous account of um, the Battle of Midway and by um, uh, Fushida who was um, in the um, Imperial Navy Air Service for Japan Mm -hmm. and in the 70s he wrote an account of the Battle of Midway that was the only known account um, of the battle in in the West. So this was uh, from the Japanese point of view. And this is where the contra- this is where the common belief of uh, that the reason the Americans were so successful was in Midway, because the bombers hit right when the carriers had had flight decks full of aircraft carriers that were fully loaded with bombs and fully fueled. Then the then they caused a chain reaction which took out the carriers. Mm-hmm. Now that account of the battle had been disproven in Japan almost as soon as it was written. But the display but all of that hadn't reached the West. So in the West, we thought this was how it actually happened, until in two thousand five, when when uh, Western historians compared notes with Eastern historians, figured out that they had it wrong, and and we now know what actually happened at the battle. You're gonna cut all that out, I'm sure. No. But uh, the point being, there is historic, there is like actual real-world precedent for a thing that happened within living memory for everyone's, for the official account and generally accepted belief of what happened in that being wrong for years because of one person erroneously um, reporting this, which frankly is the only way you really can fix fix the Clone Wars.
0: So my question to you, Dylan, is... Who would have been the three people writing the next series of Star Wars books in the main in the main story?
1: denny has got to be there.
0: Yeah, and Christy Golding's starting it with Sword of the Jedi. If we were to believe that Sword of the Jedi would have been the starting point of the new series, or it just would have been a bridging sort of book. Um, But, I mean, like... Alston... When did Alston pass away?
1: 2014. February.
0: So, that's kind of poetic. He went with the EU. Yeah. That's sad.
1: He died at a convention, as well. Really? Yeah, he had a heart attack at a convention, and I believe... Um, he died in the ambulance
0: oh that's awful he was such a good author too but that would... I would have I would have I would have
1: Lucino take his place I thought he did a good enough job in um, Millennium Falcon mm-hmm.
0: well, would Lucino do it that, that's the question um, honestly, I don't know if I'd want Christy Golden writing it. I mean, now knowing what I know now and her freaking track record with things and how she's offended me with her last two Star Wars books, specifically Dark Disciple. Mm.
1: Um, I don't how
0: she know, gave absolutely no
1: credit to uh, the original creators of it. Yep.
0: And instead gave Filoni and Katie Lucas credit. Oh, that's another storyline that isn't resolved, is Quinlan Voss's storyline. Mm. He and his family are, and his uh, master are all in hiding after Order 66 on Kashyyyk. It's the last we heard of Vos, at least as far as I know. He may have showed up at Dark Times, but I doubt it.
1: Yeah, that and uh, oh, a whole lot of people aren't hiding on Kashyyyk because that and what happened to Sev.
0: Oh yeah, Sev's still imprisoned on Kashyyyk. Oh no, he's uh, he's missing. He's missing. I thought I've always assumed that the droids captured him. That was that was the because well, only-
1: an Imperial commando. Uh, um, Bale, uh William Wild goes out to. Uh, um, goes out to find him and, like, doesn't find anything. Because him getting left behind is in there. And he gets left behind, um, basically, well, technically at Eden's orders, kind of, or more Yoda's orders. Seth does? Yeah, because they're told to pull out, and it's like, um, and they make the call to pull out and like it's very reluctant but they like eventually do and it's even it's even the right because at the end of the novel cuz they knew, they kind of knew that the uh that the uh, that omega was going to deserve but at the end of the novel when um when the two that are left dar and niner dar stayed because niner got injured right when they were and he had known what what they had done, to th- that they were going to euthanize feet pretty much when he got injured, and he didn't want that to happen. So Darb stayed with Niner to make sure he was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And Omega Squad and uh, Delta Squad was talking about it, like why did he stay? And he said because he couldn't leave Niner, and like um, they were uh, they felt real bad because they left they left their guy when um, Omega Squad didn't.
0: That would be you know what would be the best way to start. Another Imperial Commando book. <laughs> Sev. Just just Sev going through the Kashyyyk jungle. That'd be freaking cool, though. But, yeah, I've always... The way I, I saw it, like I said, is like when when Sev gets left behind, it's still... Kashyyyk's still occupied. Um, yeah, because that happens
1: right at the end of the war.
0: Yeah, it's before Yoda is on planet, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Barely before.
0: It, it, Because that's the intel that the Jedi Council gets about the Wookiees is from them.
1: Ooh, then, then it's a contradiction then, because the battle's already in full
0: swing. Oh, it, you know, it may be... I. It's been so long since I played the game, and also the game's secondary canon. Think of it that way. Yeah. That I've always assumed that he got captured by the droids for a time, but all the. When the, the Trade Federation orders, the order to shut down happens, he's just imprisoned and there's no guards. So it would be him, like, wandering around trying to figure out what happened. Also, we need to establish. I, I just need some clarification from you because you've read these fairly recently. Mm hmm. How does order 66 work on a clone? What do you mean? like do, did Palp- did they have to get the hologram message from Palpatine saying execute order 66 in order for them to automatically do it?
1: Uh, I believe it was the um, all the all like the commanders like that were a certain rank had to get the order and it had to be verified. Like, it wasn't like each individual clone trooper got the order because that would be insane and nightmare.
0: And I I didn't think so.
1: It was... I believe... I believe Palpatine had to individually call each of, like, the commanders of a certain rank and that had to be confirmed and then once the commanders got that confirmation from Palpatine, they sent it down the chain of command.
0: Okay. Down that way. Okay. So, then... Do, sin- I kind of don't want this spoiler, but at the same time, I just for my brain right now. I need clarification on Karen Travis's books that I haven't finished,
1: and probably never will finish.
0: Oh, I will. I will finish it because the fans dictate that I do True Colors. That's it's I'm- not bad. I like. I just don't own it that's why it hasn't way, been done
1: uh, pro tip if you're ever going to um, go through Republic Commando and you're watching this listening to or watching listening to a it, read the read the short stories at the end of the books before the actual book because the books reference the short story at the end of it so much
0: <gasps> I forgot about that uh, I was, like with triple zero it was that way I don't know why they didn't just put it in the beginning yeah Read the short story at the end
1: first. Check to see if it has a short story at the end. If it does, read that before you read the book. Because you'll be very confused at what they're referencing, and then you'll like read it and you're like, oh, that was their, what they're referencing. Wow, that was a complete waste of time.
0: I love that... Yeah, Triple Zero for sure has one. And that's book two. Uh, True
1: Colors has one. I don't think Order 66 has one.
0: Yeah. Um, no Imperial Commander doesn't have one. Yeah, and those were, I think those were insider stories that got printed. Yeah, in the and then they, yeah, they put them in the paperbacks. I don't know if they put in my Sci Fi Book Club 2 and 1, so that might be a reason to buy the paperbacks of books 2 and 3. Because I have Republic Commando, the first hardcover volume, which has Hard Contact and Triple Zero. That's the easier one to find. The second one has uh, True Colors in Order 66, mm-hmm. and that one's really hard to find. One of the few—it's one of like two really rare Star Wars hardcovers I don't own. At the anymore, the other being Scourge. Also, what was the freaking? What was the point of Scourge? I don't know. <laughs> Did you read Scourge? I don't remember. No, enough. I skipped it. I mean, it doesn't really. There isn't, there's yet to be an outcome for Scourge. I think it was designed to be a sequel to the Jedi Academy game. Because, <laughs> I mean, the Jedi Academy game you're playing is Jaden Core, and that's the protagonist of Scourge. Isn't Jaden Core in Cross Current and Riptide as well? Yep. Okay. And... There are just spoiled who. Yep. <laughs> oh, you didn't have to say anything. will <laughs> forget. I will forget. That's the thing about these podcasts. Everyone is. I don't mind Dylan dropping spoilers because I'll remember about a fifth of it. In fact, with a lot of the the Karen Travis stuff, Dylan has spoiled this for me several times, and I forget about it like, I'm pretty sure, it's not just Dylan, it's anyone, anyone that spoils Star Wars stuff for me, I will probably forget it by the time I read the book. Because I I think it's because I read very slowly, and I get really immersed in the book, that I think my brain just shuts, like, throws out the spoiler, and then I'm just shocked. Yeah, um... What was the, the the fucking spoiler I asked for is like do the do the do our beloved commandos actually get the order 66 I'm assuming they do yes and it's probably just as awful as Karen Travis would make it for them
1: yeah it and also order 66 is um at least the way it's presented is like any Jedi you find kill. It's not specifically kill your Jedi commander.
0: Yeah, I've always just, assumed it, it was that. Yeah. Which I bet um, that uh, was real great for Darman. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, literally the squad is like, don't worry, we're going to help. We're going to get her out of this. And, uh, you know, you know how that worked out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. That That's actually a spoiler I didn't get from you. That was, uh, I read the Essential Readers Companion and found that out the hard way. Mm. God, it is
1: so stupid how she dies, too. Like, she dies in the most eaten, eaten way possible.
0: Of course she does. She's the worst, well, Karen Travis's worst characters.
1: Eden might be, like, the worst Jedi in the history of Jedi.
0: She is the worst, I, I, I'll, I'll give her this, she is the worst Karen Travis character that survives more than one book because the entire, into- the, uh, insurgents in true, uh, not true colors. Uh, no prisoners are really obnoxious too that have Pelion's girlfriend up for hostage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but spoilers, they all get fucking wrecked and die. And which is pretty, pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome to see, uh, That's something in No Prisoners I think uh, a lot of people who haven't read it don't understand is just, it's really cool to see Captain Rex from his perspective. And how intelligent he is.
1: uh, Uh, That's another one, What Happens to Rex.
0: Yeah, that is too. I would would just throw it in with uh, Ahsoka like in that story. Like wrap up that those two together because I mean really they, they become very intertwined as to. Two characters, they both
1: die in a last stand.
0: Yeah, perhaps together.
1: During the Clone Wars,
0: either that or after during the Purge, and, and that uh, Rex just wasn't. But where is um?
1: Then the the question is where is Rex during um? Where's the Where's Rex during the events of?
0: Um... He he deserts when Ahsoka is forced from the Jedi Order. That's how you explain that. And also, you can explain the Clone Wars away as something possibly it wasn't as long as the uh, the series like series was entailed because via Compnor propaganda that this is after Revelations... and because Alpha is out for the count, Anakin gets a captain to uh, aid him, and that's Rex. That's actually how I interpreted it when I first saw the movie, was that it? I didn't realize that they had moved everything up the timeline, Dylan. I thought this was a standalone movie Mm -hmm. until... uh, I saw the trailer for the series when I saw it on the big screen. I said, oh no. So much Clone Wars material. There's not going to be room. What
1: if, um. Do you think there's an alternate timeline where, like, the Clone Wars flopped even worse than it did and they just canceled the movie? They they just canceled the series entirely?
0: Man, it would have had to get less than an 18% because that's what it has on Rotten Tomatoes. Which, by the way, have you ever looked at Star Wars' Rotten Tomatoes uh, ratings?
1: Uh, I have around the time of Last Jedi. I don't know if they've uh, changed then.
0: I mean, they have... I mean, the audience reviews have actually, I think, gone down on Last Jedi, but that's about it. Um, Rise of Skywalker is ranked, I think, below Revenge of the Sith on Rotten Tomatoes. Don't quote me on that, though. um, Well, there's
1: two things about the Rotten Tomatoes score I know. mm -hmm. And uh, the first one being is that Rise of Skywalker was getting flooded with five-star reviews before the movie was out.
0: Yes, which uh, doesn't seem to have affected its rating.
1: No, it doesn't. And the second one is that Rotten Tomatoes actually doesn't count half-star reviews in their uh, tomato meter.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's true, too.
1: So the actual, if they counted the half stars, then the um, then a lot of the movies would be a lot lower than they actually are.
0: Yes, I mean, I honestly, the Clone Wars would be a, probably a zero percent. Actually, you know what? It would be it'd be the first negative percent. Now I'm looking up real fast, how much. How, because the only thing that's close to Clone Wars' is rating is the Holiday Special.
1: We actually recently watched that at uh, Twinsons. We had a watch party of Oh, yeah, bunch I was going to ask opponents.
0: you how that went.
1: It was um, it, it was a time.
0: Yeah, the Clone Wars is rated uh, lower than the Holiday Special. Wow. Yeah, um... The Holiday Special gets a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, The Clone Wars gets an 18%. Because, I mean, we should note that The Clone Wars... um, The movie is actually far (laughs) worse than The Clone Wars television series.
1: But at least with the movie, everyone accepts it's terrible.
0: Yeah, the, in fact, Disney accepts it's terrible because they've not re-released it.
1: It's on Disney Plus, I believe.
0: Oh, is it? I'm actually shocked. But that's you know what isn't on Disney Plus, by the way,
1: the micro series,
0: or droids, or Ewoks, or the Ewoks movies, or the holiday special. Hmm. I'm almost certain of that.
1: That would... I can't wait for people to be like to think that. Uh, season 7 of the clone wars is eu
0: god d- dude we're going to have to do a podcast explaining that it's going to be i'm going to be probably at my height of irritation cuz it's not it's like um uh, it's like remember when we had fights with people because they claimed dark disciple was eu mm-hmm. in fact you know who bruce from princes of the universe said it was dual canon it's like, no, it's not.
1: Ostrander literally said that the character is completely different.
0: Not only that, but it also, well, I mean, it's not surprising Would contradict this, but, uh, Ventress. I mean, you could give Ventress a, a story, uh a conclusion. I mean, she already, she didn't need one because her. She had one in Obsession. She, she went off. She faked her death and went off into the galaxy. I mean, like, you could bring her back potentially in the dark times and have a definitive Vader kills her. That'd be that'd be a little overkill. It's the same with Aura Singh. Aura Singh has a, an end, too. Aura Singh
1: shows up in um, uh, Legacy of the Force, I believe. Oh, really? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, well, does she finally get out of space prison? That's where she ended up in the Clone Wars.
1: No, she gets out of space prison in uh, the second, um, uh, Course uh, on Nights. Uh, Vader basically breaks her out of prison to go hunt Dax Pavin. <laughs> and then, like, Pavin, oh, like, Wars. Pavin leaves her in like uh, some sort of like industrial like um industrial like construction equipment that like he thinks kills her and then like it just doesn't and she shows up like she shows up later, I guess. But like not to Jack's Pavin, but like much later in the timeline. Yeah. That didn't kill her.
0: Yes, yeah, so you could have Or Singh pop up again. Maybe Aura Singh kills Cad Bane. That would make more sense than Boba Fett coming out of hiding to kill Cad Bane to go back into hiding. I mean, it's cool that they were going to do that, and that Boba was going, that was his going to be for Filoni, the rite of passage to being the coolest bounty hunter ever. Also, you know who else would be an interesting to get a follow-up to is uh, Wolf Yawarin. Hmm. Because, I mean, in the new canon, it's one thing that I do like is Wolf Larn is a big character in the, the era between Revenge of the Sith and uh, a new... Well, you have to completely
1: like, retcon the fact that he wasn't an admiral. Faloney got that wrong.
0: Oh, God, was... It? What was... Because he's wearing a...
1: He's, he's an intelligence officer. He's a part of Imperial Intelligence. Yes, that's what the white the white suit is. The white is for Imperial Intelligence. Well, and it, Filoni thought he was a Grand Admiral.
0: Well, he was. Uh, no, well, the thing with no this is explained in the new canon actually. He, after the Clone Wars ended, um, the ISB was in uh, was put in effect, which I guess didn't exist during the Clone Wars, and Wolf Eulorin transferred over. And became a colonel in the ISB. Did it just hurt your brain? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: it's the last podcast all over again. Dylan's done.
1: We've been for what four hours at this point.
0: We've been in call for f- six. This podcast is an hour twenty in.
1: I mean, we, we should have saved questions for this and for this one.
0: No, no, because my brain would be dead, is like as dead as I thought it was going to be by now, and I can't answer questions, and there really aren't any. We haven't gotten any lately, so please, people, if you have a question, put it in the comments on our YouTube on the YouTube video, so that way we can we can answer them for you.
1: That way we can pad these um, longer.
0: We can have even longer podcasts where Dylan mm-hmm. like hunts for change to collect and not use so, so he can continue to starve. It's... Look, it's my hobby, okay? <laughs> I get it. Star Wars collecting is my hobby and those Legos don't pay for themselves. I uh
1: longer collect Legos. They're
0: too expensive. You you stopped collect what about Armada? Did you quit that too? What? Did you quit Armada?
1: Uh yes, more so because they haven't made any more EU ships.
0: Oh that's right. Dude, remember your articles on Armada that used to be posted on Star Wars reviewers? Yeah, that no one read. <laughs> they were so I read one of them, Dylan. And I was so confused. Oh, by the way, Dylan and I did play Armada together at Gen Con, and Dylan completely wrecked me. Uh, That is not a game type that I am particularly good at, and Dylan is exceptional because he spent two days studying people at the Armada tournament at the convention hall.
1: I think you're remembering incorrectly because you were probably asleep um, during... Half of that.
0: We were very awake because Matt disappeared and I was like oh I guess it's just you and me and we we're like let's play Armada
1: Matt always just, like
0: he would we like, would go to
1: the convention together and then we would all like split up and then we'd meet for lunch and then like we'd split up again.
0: Except for that Saturday we stuck together Well because a- we just stayed in the boardroom
1: library the whole day
0: yeah, because the convention hall was a literal nightmare. That was when we played uh, Twilight Imperium and I fell asleep. That's all folks. Have a lovely day. If hey, you haven't to the last episode of Legends Podcast, no, we need to have another one so we can actually answer questions. Please put questions on this one. It could even be why this podcast was even recorded. Have a nice day.